Welcome back to a two-part episode of the talk show. Two parts, actually, both in the episode. The first part, I talk about some crazy stuff that's going down in New York sports with the New York Rangers, um, the Yankees, obviously, and the New York Knicks tonight and their game against the Denver Nuggets. The second part of the podcast is actually an interview I did about two months ago. I hope parts of it are not dated. It's with Frank the Tank Fleming. I held it back for a couple of reasons I will explain a little bit later on the podcast. Um, so enjoy all that coming up after this. Welcome back to the talk show. Today has been one of the crazier days in New York sports in a while, I think. Um, a lot of it came down over the last couple hours with the New York Rangers. And I understand that a lot of people aren't huge hockey fans, both listeners and even sports fans in New York are not huge hockey fans. But what's been going on with the New York Rangers over the last couple hours has made the day even crazier. Let's start with the Yankees. Yankee Stadium last night was awesome. Yankee fans were going absolutely nuts. They brought it last night. 10,000 people felt like 50,000 people. The whole game, they didn't let up. Screaming words that I choose not to say on this podcast at Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, and on. Screaming at the Astros. Again, the Astros were there last night. So that's why it was like that. It was the first time back after the cheating scandal. The Yankees ultimately win. Feels like a playoff atmosphere. Giancarlo Stanton hits a huge two-run homer after the Yankees go down one nothing in the first inning. Bottom first, he comes up, hits a huge two-run homer. He's batting 500 over the last seven games. He's been as hot as anyone. I said on Twitter last night, he is as hot right now as he was at any point during his 2017 MVP season with the Miami Marlins. So if he can keep this up for a couple weeks, people are going to be looking at him as a early season MVP candidate. Not that people are really looking at that yet, but that's how good he's been over the last really more than a week. It's been almost two weeks now. So that's crazy for Giancarlo Stanton and for the Yankees. The fans were awesome. Obviously the big error by Alex Bregman and then the injury at the plate, that play felt like a playoff type play. DJ LeMayo with two strikes, just putting the ball in play. By the way, I said this last night. This is why you put the ball in play. This is why you want guys who aren't swinging for the fences and uppercuts and striking out. You want guys to put the ball in play because that's when good things happen. Somebody said, hey, he got lucky. He reached on an error or whatever. Yeah, you tend to get lucky when you put the ball in play. Good things tend to happen. He would have been safe anyway. It was just a slow roller to third. One run would have scored at least, and then Bregman decided to throw it away, and three runs scored. So good stuff there, um, and then the Yankees closed it out. I was a little bit surprised they didn't hit anyone. I kind of wanted them to hit someone. I was hoping they would bring in Wandy Diaz. I mean, if you traded Mike Talkman for him, he's not that good. Just bring him in and let him hit a guy. He faced a couple lefties. He's a left-handed, I guess, specialist, you would call him. He throws hard. Why not drill Carlos Correa in the back? with a 98-mile-an-hour fastball. I'm all for that. Um, so that's what happened tonight, game two of the series. I hope the crowd brings the same type of energy. It's going to be a little rainy out in the stadium. Everyone says rainy crowds equals rowdy crowds. If you're willing to go out to the game in the rain at a baseball game, then you're probably a rowdy crowd. One thing I was upset about, and I talked about this before the game, and it actually happened, um, obviously not to a crazy extent because there was a lot going on, but... Yankee Stadium security has to stand down. I saw them take away a couple of garbage cans. They kicked a bunch of fans out. Guys, the Yankees need to like understand that this is not a regular circumstance. 
ESPN needs to understand that this is not a regular circumstance. ESPN had a broadcast of the game last night, and they were the entire time talking about how the Astros are like the victims in this somehow. They're not the victims. The Astros brought this upon themselves by cheating, and MLB brought this upon the game and the league by not doing anything after they cheated. If the league had suspended anyone or taken away their title or done anything, then the reaction from the fans wouldn't have been like this. So MLB, if you're upset that this is happening, if Yankees, you are upset that this is happening and you think it's dangerous and you're getting kicking people out of the stadium for saying certain words or being violent or whatever, I understand if someone's getting hurt, but no one's getting hurt. It was all Yankee fans. Everyone was had one common goal and you know it wasn't civil, but it wasn't harmful necessarily other than words and kicking people out and saying, hey, you can't talk like this to players. It's hurtful to players. Dusty Baker, the manager of the Houston Astros, saying, hey, they've paid their dues. I don't think any of that's true. They haven't paid anything. They haven't even said they were sorry. They deserve to be ridiculed in public the way they were at Yankee Stadium last night. So good job, Yankee fans. Yankees as an organization can do a little better. Players on the field, you guys did a great job. It was an all-around great game for the Yankees. Where they score seven runs on seven hits. Obviously, they walked a bunch, and they still left a couple guys on, but they didn't play long ball they didn't need they got big hits in big spots that's what you do and that's what they did last night so that's good to see out of the Yankees Herman was good enough you know five innings or whatever three runs and then the bullpen did their job as usual uh, even though it wasn't the big names necessarily Loizaga was good Licky was good and then Chad Green closed it out so a good job by the Yankees last night now as for basketball the Knicks have been statistically the best team in the league over the last month. The second best team in the NBA over the last month has been the Denver Nuggets. And it's at this point, it's basically undisputed. You can't dispute the fact that Nikola Jokic is the MVP of the league. And I said last year that he might be the best player in the league, not just the MVP. And I've been saying this for a while now. So Nikola Jokic... Um, is going to be playing against the Knicks last night. We'll see what their game plan is, how they can stop him. You can't really stop him. You can only hope to slow him down. Obviously, the Jamal Murray injury helps the Knicks that there's not a second guy. We saw that kind of rear its head the other night for Denver when they were playing the Lakers. They didn't have someone off of Jokic to take over. And because Marcus Gasol was able to defend Jokic in that fourth quarter, that was really helpful for the Lakers. You got to be able to defend the uh Nicola with one guy. If you bring the double team, he dissects you. That's what he does. That's what makes him so valuable. One of the things, obviously, one of the many things. You can't double team him. He'll find the open man. They'll swing it. They'll find the open guy. Michael Porter Jr. has been playing lights out. He looks like Kevin Durant sometimes in games for stretches. The way he can score the ball. Just a pull-up three with a hand in his face. It's unbelievable what he's been doing lately. So you can't double Nikola Jokic. So it's important that Taj Gibson comes out big again tonight. And actually, Nerlens Noel, they announced he is available for the Knicks. I don't know if he'll be starting, but he's available. So hopefully, Nerlens Noel can step up for the Knicks tonight and play a big game against Nikola Jokic. It's a really big game for the Knicks. They obviously won the first two on this road, road trip, the six-game road trip. But they have four games left. They need to keep winning to keep pace in the Eastern Conference. So that's why that's a big day. That starts at 9 p.m. But at 7 p.m. at the Garden is the Ranger game. And again, if you're not a hockey fan, I'll explain what happened. And it starts like this. On Monday night, the New York Rangers played a game against the Washington Capitals. Now, for the last three years, I think it was two years ago, 
John Davidson and Jeff Gordon, who are the president and the GM of the New York Rangers, sent a letter to the fans. They said, hey, we are in a rebuild. We are rebuilding this team. And it's going to be a couple years of down years. And then we will come out of this better than ever. And what have they done? They got Artemi Panarin, Mika Zibanejad, Capo Kako, Ryan Strom, Ryan Lindgren, Adam Fox. These guys, they have built the team perfectly to the point where the Rangers arguably could have competed for the playoffs this year. And they would have been in the playoffs had the divisions been formatted differently. Now, in big games, the Rangers came up short. You go listen to my friend Johnny Lazarus on the Believe in Rangers podcast. He talked about how, you know, yeah, they're going to come up short in some games. And he actually explained it very well. I asked him a question on the podcast uh, earlier this week, and he answered that question very well. His podcast is great. You should go listen to it. But what happens with the Rangers is they built a team the right way. They built it. Everyone believes in Gordon. Everyone believes in what John Davidson has done, the direction of the team. And everyone's really excited for what's going to happen in the next few years. Now, the Rangers were eliminated from the playoffs for this season against the Capitals on Monday night. But what else happened in that game was Tom Wilson, a notorious, uh, I guess, big hitter or violent guy in the league who's been suspended multiple times for terrible injuries, giving guys concussions, knocking guys out for multiple stretches of time. He's been suspended multiple times. Very talented player, very skilled player, which... I talk about all the time. I don't understand why he does this. He's so skilled. He doesn't need to play the way he does. But he decided, as Pavel Buchanevich, the Rangers were on a power play, he was trying to stuff a goal home right in front of the net. And he shoved him to the ice. And then while Pavel Buchanevich was down on the ice, the Rangers forward, he punched him in the head repeatedly, knocking Buchnevich's head against the ice. So this is Tom Wilson jumps on a guy who was just trying to score a goal, stuff a goal in. Jumps on his back when he's down on the ice. First, he shoves him down and then jumps on his back and punches his head against the ice. Artemi Panarin, arguably the best player in the Rangers and their best offensive player. The only other argument would be Adam Fox. He decides to defend his teammate. So he jumps on Wilson's back and pulls Tom Wilson down. Wilson then decides, I'm going to rip off Artemi Panarin's helmet grab him by the hair and start to punch him. Artemi Panarin has a nice blonde flow if you've never seen him before. So there's something to grab there. Now, he starts grabbing him by the hair and punching him in the head. Well, the league reacted by not suspending, not doing anything to Wilson other than a $5,000 fine, which anyone who saw that play, obviously that's the maximum fine you could give someone in the NHL for violence. But anyone who saw that play knows that a guy who's been a repeat offender should have been suspended indefinitely. Everyone agreed with that. What some people didn't agree with was the statement the Rangers put out yesterday. Now, before I get to the statement, the Rangers did not retaliate in the game other than the players coming to Buchnevich's defense, which was Artemi Panarin. For the rest of the game, the Rangers did not start a fight. There was no more scrimmages after that. The Rangers put out a statement that coming directly at the leader of this player safety and health or health and safety protocol of the NHL. There's a division for that. And they said that the leader should be fired because of he did not punish Tom Wilson. Now, that was accepted two ways. Some people hated it. Some people loved it. Some people thought it was soft on the Rangers part that they're 
going after the league and not fighting their own battles. And some people thought, hey, good for you guys. You're going after the league against a guy who should be suspended, a guy who everyone in the league agrees has gone too far in Tom Wilson. What happened today, though, out of the blue, the Rangers announced that Jeff Gordon and John Davidson have been fired. The GM and the general, the general manager and the president of the team have been fired. And, I, and it makes no sense to me. No one understands it. Listen, James Dolan, the owner of the Knicks and the Rangers, has been uninvolved with the Knicks all year. The Knicks have having their best year in a decade. They're building the team the right way. They didn't go crazy when they had a winning-ish record or they're hovering around 500 to make a crazy fl- splash trade at the deadline. They didn't blow it all up. They didn't screw it up like they always do. And it's because he stayed out of everything. He's let Leon Rose run the team. He's let World Wide West run the team. Now he jumps in on the Rangers. And the rumors are because John Davidson and, and Jeff Gordon pushed back against the statement that the Rangers made, that they didn't like the statement. They thought that it looked weak and it sounded like the the players can't fight their own battles. And the answer from Jim Dolan is, yes, your players can't fight your own battle. You built this team poorly. This team is not good enough because they don't have anyone who's a big, strong guy who can fight back. They didn't fight back the rest of the game. And that's why you guys are both fired with three games remaining in the season because you don't fight your battles. Listen, if he was disappointed, and the Rangers, they didn't say that. That's what people are assuming. That's what insiders are saying. The Rangers statement was that the reason they were fired was because they expected the team to be better this year. Listen, two years ago, they wrote that this team was going into a rebuild. And now this team is on the cusp of making the playoffs next year. They're expected to be a playoff team. This rebuild couldn't have gone any better. What JD has done with this team over the last couple of years is incredible. And now Dolan comes out, nope, it's not good enough. And if it's not good enough, why not fire the head coach? Why not fire David Quinn? Listen, it doesn't make any sense to me. I'm curious to see what's going to happen. The Rangers take the ice at 7 o'clock at the Garden. And... First of all, in the first minute, they have to go after Tom Wilson. That's the first thing that has to happen. Drop the gloves. Biggest guy on the ice. Go beat the crap out of Tom Wilson. But beyond that, it's crazy. What the, what's the fan reaction going to be? The fan reaction, everyone is up in arms. They hate Dolan right now. They're screaming about how much they hate the Rangers. Mark Messier, the Ranger legend who won the Cup in 94 with the Rangers, called out John Davidson also and said, yeah, I want to have built the team that way. He called out Jeff Gordon and said, no, I wanted to build the team that way. This is why they got fired. And he said, hey, I'm available. I'm willing to be the guy. To me, if you're the owner of the New York Rangers and you're going to bring in a guy like Mark Messier, who's a great player and captain of the Rangers, that's like when he brought in Isaiah Thomas to run the Knicks. It's a big name. It's flashy. Dolan, don't do this again. What happened? You got bored because the Knicks are doing well and you're not involved, so you decided to go screw up the Rangers instead? This is not what the Rangers are like. This is not the Ranger way. I don't understand it at all. And that's why today is such an interesting day in sports because you have the Knicks playing tonight at 9 p.m. in Denver. You have the Rangers are going to be on the ice, and who knows what that reaction is going to be. And you have... Yankees again with their crazy fans at Yankee Stadium and the Astros. So that's what's going on in sports today. I figured I'd just come on here, 
and talk about that. But what a wild, wild day. Okay, next order of business. That stuff's crazy. All that stuff's going down. Now, here's an interview I did with Frank the Tank Fleming from Barstool Sports. It's a little bit dated. I'll explain what happened. Frank um, was not feeling well the day we did the interview. He was actually very sick. He ended up in the hospital. I didn't want to release it while he was in the hospital. I wasn't sure if I should put it out because I do feel bad. Had I known how sick he was, I would not have recorded with him. But Frank is a trooper. He came on. Um, so I, I really appreciate that, Tank, um, if you're listening. Maybe we could do this again sometime when you're feeling a little better. Uh, but Frank is out of the hospital. He's back. He's back to screaming about how much he hates the Mets all over Twitter and Instagram. So I figured, you know what? It's a good time to release this. The Mets have been somewhat frustrating and odd, making up a hitting, a hitting coach that doesn't exist and then firing their real hitting coach, then hiring a new hitting coach. Um, Francisco Lindor has been nowhere to be found on the offensive side of the ball. Um, Luis Rojas, the manager of the Mets, is a very honest guy, but sometimes to a fault. So there's a lot to complain about if you're the Mets. Some of this stuff in this interview might be dated. Again, we're going back a couple months. I mean, Alex, I had a hiatus from recording because I was taking care of stuff with my new job and landing that job. So all that started ramping up right after that time. First Tank was in the hospital and didn't want to release it then. And then my job stuff started ramping up. So there's a lot going on. Um, so I'm going to put this here. If some of it's dated or not great, uh, I'm sorry. But thanks again for Tank to Tank for coming on. He's uh, a blogger at Barstool Sports. If you don't know his story, he um, originally started out as just a Mets fan. He had a sports encyclopedia page. He worked at a courthouse. And then um, he one time missed the beginning of opening day because... Of New Jersey Transit. He went viral um, on social media screaming at New Jersey Transit for being incompetent and them not getting him to the game in time. And then he uh, went viral. One thing led to another and Dave Portnoy hired him to basically just sit in the office and be unlimited content. He also obviously does still does his um, sports encyclopedia. He does soda reviews. He does hot dog reviews, raw dogs. Um, and he's just a fun character. So if you're not familiar with him, it's a good episode. Go check it out. Definitely listen to it. Um, and I'm sorry I held on to it for so long. So uh, enjoy that. Joining me now on the talk show, the man needs no introduction from Barstool Sports, the very famous Met fan, Frank the Tank Fleming. Frank, what's up? Uh, my leg, it just got cellulitis and it's not been fun. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Um, but you're generally a fun guy. So like you said, it's not been fun. So that's something that's not common for you. Um, you became famous as a big Mets fan. So talk a little bit about that. Talk about your background, uh, your history, how you ended up at Barstool Sports, all that. Well, I've been a Mets fan for a long time. Uh, I have been running the Sports Encyclopedia now for 20 years. And uh, I go to opening day every year, and I miss the opening day ceremonies in uh, 2017 because of New Jersey Transit's absolute failure. And what was that? Uh, there was a train that derailed, and uh, I was on the train and back of the train that derailed. It got stuck in the tunnel, and then it decided to go back to the station I started at, and the, there began a four-hour journey to try to get to City Field. 
So you made it for the first inning though, but you missed the ceremonies to boo some of the match yeah. players. Yeah. Yeah. So also, yes, you have an incredible encyclopedia mind. You've said that you do this date in sports history every day. So what are some of your favorite sports moments? Well, obviously the 86 world series, uh, I think Super Bowl 42 is a great moment when okay. the Giants uh, beat the uh, Patriots. Uh, but you're a Dolphins fan. I see the Marino jersey behind yeah. you. The uh, McCall, uh I would say a great moment uh, would have been the Devils uh, winning the Stanley Cup, coming from down 3-1 to one in 2000 uh, Eastern Conference Finals with uh, Scott Stevens obliterating Eric Lindros. So what's transpired after that uh, video went viral, essentially, right? Of you at the at the train stop, right? So what happened from there? What what's Well, I started doing a little part-time work at Barstool Sports while I worked at a courthouse. Did that for three years plus. Uh, and eventually uh, the opportunity came to finally get the uh, full-time gig and I did it. That's awesome. So what's that been like for you, that transition? Oh, it's been from- terrific been terrific i've been disappointed this week because my leg i haven't been able to get to the office but i really love going there what's it like all the people you get to work with roan oh it's else. fun it's fun it's a, it's it's very creative and fun what have been some of the most fun things you've gotten to do there uh the jenga tournaments have been fun oh yeah you were wish, a killer at that wish we could have won uh, at least one yeah you had the mighty rise but the quick fall huh yep uh the uh, trip uh, to uh, Rough and Rowdy and the Super Bowl uh, betting contest in Detroit, the private jet. I mean, those are just amazing things. So what went down at the Rough and Rowdy? Because uh, some people have been saying you're living rent-free in Jose Canseco's head. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, well, uh, it started out by doing uh, the, being in a uh, promo with uh, Billy Football. And uh, Jose Canseco didn't like me. So did I talk too much shit? So I went back to interview him and he kicked me out of his dressing area. Oh, God. And so now, basically, from that point on. Yeah, I know I live rent free in his head. (laughs) I got it right. He still he still can't get he still can't get the thought of you out of his head. You do your soda reviews also at Barstool. So how did that start? You just love soda. What? what Yeah, yeah. Well, I started doing soda reviews a couple of years ago. And then when the pandemic hit, I decided to uh, try to do one every day. Okay. And it's just been nonstop since. People send me sodas. What has been maybe your favorite soda? One of the one of the favorite sodas I got sent was Grape Co. A grape soda from like the uh, Alabama. And that's better than like you don't like the classic like just a regular Coke or something. Like, what's your favorite soda? Well, those are sodas that are tried a billion times. I. My soda reviews want to try to get like unique sodas or sodas that are not available everywhere. All right. So the first thing you started doing, and correct me if I'm wrong, at Bar- for Barcelona is you would live stream yourself watching Met games, correct? Sometimes, yes. And sometimes they would get extremely entertaining. Maybe, you know, when the Mets lost, I guess, on September 3rd to the Nationals in 2019, oh. after bl- giving up seven runs in the ninth inning, lost 11 to 10, the video went viral of you. <clears throat> basically essentially biting your shirt off right what happened and then, there? uh mickey calloway after the game saying that edwin uh, diaz's uh, stuff was electric <laughs> his stuff was electric but he gave up seven runs so backtrack a little bit how did who found the video at barstool how did you end up working there 
Well, that went viral like fast. Right. It was an NBC uh, news video that went viral fast. Uh, uh, I was on MLB Network the next day. Uh, Barstool called me and uh, I was on the radio with them. Uh, and they, some of the stuff I said, they made that, uh, they laughed and they decided to uh, give me the uh, part time offer. That's awesome. So it flipped like that. You're on MLB whip around with A Rod, one of your favorite baseball players, right? Hmm. Um, <laughs> and so that was basically that's that's what happened. And it's taken off, right? I mean, you have a following now. Everyone at the office loves you, right? Yep. So I'm uh currently at sixty-nine point five thousand. Uh, Twitter followers. That's yeah, that's a lot more than me. So um, if you could help me out, I have like 300. Um, but another thing you do is you do the raw dog, you eat a bunch of hot dogs, right? Yeah. Um, how did that come about? Uh, a former employee at Barstool came up with the idea and wanted to work with me on something. And that's what we came up with. And so that's just try- tasting different hot dogs, same as the soda, just essentially hot dogs. Yes. So you did one this week that caught my attention because I actually recently moved to Baltimore and I am kosher. I only eat kosher. And you did the Wasserman and Lumberger. You said you liked it. I think they were okay. Okay. Not great. I I gave them a double, which is okay. Okay. I agree with you, by the way, with the Wasserman hot dogs. I think like, you know, they're good, but they're not hot dogs. They don't have that. Something about them is just not like their regular hot dog. Yeah, they're lacking something. They're yeah, they're missing something. I agree. So let's talk about the Mets real quick. They went, they were on the news this week because they were seen celebrating after a 27 out drill. Oh gang boy. <laughs> but they were in the news uh, this week. What do you think of the celebration? Obviously there were some thoughts that maybe it was because it was Jimmy V's birthday, Jim, Jim Valvano. And he used to cut down the nets at the end of practices before they ultimately went on their championship run. Well, we'll see, you know, I'm, I'm kind of superstitious. So that thing kind of makes me nervous. Right. I mean, most fans are superstitious, but a lot of fans have been, you know, giving them shit about it. They've been making fun of them. What do you think of that? Uh, you know, people are stupid. You know, if the Yankees did something like that, they'd be calling it brilliant. <laughs> I, listen, I, I kind of agree with you, but you always say it's a Mets town. Why is it a Mets town? Because the true New Yorker is a Mets fan. The phony New Yorker is a Yankee fan. Thank you. I'm a, I happen to be a Yankee fan, but not because I'm phony. I, my father's a Yankee fan. I mean, I don't know. It, that's fair, right? I mean, just look at the stadiums. The Mets play in a ballpark. The Yankees play in uh, what they want to be like fucking uh, the Grand Hall at uh, Grand Central. I guess so. So what do you think of Trevor Bauer? I, I, the more I hear him talk, the more I think the Mets dodged a bullet. I think the guy is a fucking flake, and I think he would have been a total fucking disaster in New York. I agree with you 100%. Live. New York would have ate him alive. Do you have a message you want to give Trevor Bauer? Just send it out there to him. We would have eaten you alive. You would have never survived. The first fucking meltdown you had and you like tweet out something stupid, fans would have been on you. It would have been booing you. You would have been a fucking uh, snowball. You would have been the next Jason fucking Bay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that was one of the most disastrous Mets contracts ever. So that's a, yeah, that's... But what do you think of him trolling the Mets? Do you think that it was on purpose? Do you of think of course it is. That's because he's a prick. 
It, but Rachel Luba said to, um, you know, to Karabas and those guys, she was talking about how, you know, he really wanted to pick the Mets because he didn't feel like doing that to a fan base after the stuff leaked, quote unquote. And then, you know, he went on a walk. She told him to go on a walk yeah, and that's, change his mind. That, that's bullshit. 100% agree. 100% agree. Did you ask Karabas about that? No, I haven't seen. He doesn't come to the office that often. I, yeah, I know he doesn't come in anymore. But that's crazy. I don't understand because it looked like, at least from the interview, him and Dallas Braden were eating that up. The you know the starting nine guys kept posting out the, the sending out the clips of that. I don't understand. I mean, it's just it's obvious lies, right? Oh uh, well, here's something interesting. Trevor Bauer did that one eye thing and he hit someone in the <laughs> fucking someone, back. I saw that today. Yeah, he just hit someone in the back. Doing the one eye thing. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they dodge a bullet. Here's a prediction. Even though the Dodgers are a great team, could probably win the World Series again. Trevor Barrow's record this year is going to be 7-10, and 10, and he's going to have an ERA over four. Well, he's had an ERA over four every year, but one and then the pandemic season. That's it. He had 11 starts in the pandemic season. He, he treats himself like he's one of the greats, but he's not, right? I mean, yeah, I, I think he's going to be a t- – I think he – I think the potential of him being a just an absolute meltdown is just sky high. So the Mets, though, they did get that. Stephen Cohen bought the team. That was probably a big moment for you, I imagine. <clears throat> yep. Didn't do much, though, right? Because you guys thought <clears throat> you could get uh, George Springer and Bauer. Well, they got Lindor. Yep. They got Trevor May. They actually did make a lot of moves. I think they made some great moves, very you know realistic moves. But then you hear them talking about, you know, Conforto and Lindor and which one of them they're going to uh, re-sign long-term. Well, hopefully they're able to get both. And that's, but yeah, but shouldn't that be obvious? I don't understand what the song and dance is then, right? Well, yeah, I don't know. Let it play out. You know, it, 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 these contract negotiations don't they don't get resolved in the, in the media. They get resolved behind closed doors. Right. I definitely agree with you, but it's a tough division this year. Uh, the Phillies, I think they're bringing back the same team. I think the Nationals made some underrated moves. The Braves won the division last year. The Phillies and the Nationals will uh, float around 500. The Braves will be very tough. The Marlins will go back to 90 losses. And then it's going to be between the Mets and the Braves. You're not buying the the Marlins from last year? Absolutely fucking not. Total fucking fluke. All right. Look at their run run differential. Yep. I'm with you. They won a lot of these fucking seven-ending gimmicky doubleheaders. Well, they had a ton of them because they were the ones who were out. They didn't play for two weeks because of COVID, right? Yeah. Um, so you said, like you said, they're the pulse of the city, the Mets. A team that is the pulse of the city right now is the Knicks, but you're a Nets fan, right? Yes. Do you agree with me that the pulse of the city, despite the the Nets being having all the superstars, the, the Nets, pulse of the city is still the Knicks, right? The Nets will, the Nets will always be second banana. They could, uh, they could go on a, a dynasty, win four championships in a row. The, the the Knicks are like everything. That, if the Knicks ever win a championship again, the, the city will be partying uh, for four months. Yeah, I mean, forget about partying for four months. They were partying after they went 18 and 17. There were people dancing in the streets, right? Yeah. I mean, just crazy stuff. But you're a Nets fan. So what, what, do you, what are your expectations now for this Nets team? I mean, it's championship or bust, right? Championship or bust. Championship or bust. Um, have you been back to the Barclays Center since they reopened? No. But you did make it to the Rock, correct? For a yes. Ne- okay. But so what do you think of your Devils this year? Right I now, don't you- I don't really go to many basketball games. Okay. So I got to oh. say that. 
uh, same. I actually, the last sporting event I attended before COVID was a Knicks game. My friend had tickets at the garden. So I went uh, mainly to see at the time, James Harden was playing for the Rockets, but that was the last uh, sporting event I attended, but you went to the rock. You went to see the devils. Who's a fucking disaster. PK Subban is a joke. Utter trash. The best thing that could happen to devils is for, the Seattle Kraken to want a superstar and take him off their hands. Yeah. Um, and the, you're saving me right now because my Rangers are getting crushed in, up in Boston. Um, so I don't have to watch that, thankfully. So I definitely appreciate that. Do um, you think the Dolphins are going to get Tua Tungavailoa, keep Tua or get uh, Deshaun Watson? I think there's a very good chance to get Deshaun Watson. But if they don't, I could live with uh, Tua. You think two is that good? I think he has a chance. He has a chance. But, but if you get a chance to get a player like Deshaun Watson, you get Deshaun Watson. I think they're a team that, as far as all the teams who are out there, they're a team that's in the best position to get him, right? Yeah. But the Texans are fucking stupid. They'll probably get <laughs> traded to the Patriots for a fifth-round pick. And uh, future <laughs> consideration of this. That, that organization is completely moronic. They just signed Mark Ingram today. Washed up running back. A guy who was basically, he was cut, but he, he hadn't played all year. I mean, it, he wasn't just cut, but the, 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 the Ravens needed a running back and they didn't play him. They had a running back. J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, they yeah, drafted J.K. Dobbins. And yeah, they did, uh, after they've seen what they, J.K. Dobbins could do, it was, okay, uh, Mark, uh, go sit on the bench. Yeah. What do you think my Knicks can realistically do this year? Uh, seventh, eighth seed, first round exit. Okay, I I can live with that. If they get seven, eighth seed, which means you're you mean they're making the first rounds after that, uh, you know that play in game. You yeah, they, they'll, they'll. I think they'll be a play. I think they'll be in the playoffs. Okay, and if they, by the way, do advance in that play in round, you, the city will go nuts. Correct. Mm, somewhat. Somewhat. You think a Mets championship will really make the city lose it? Yep. Now, what will be interesting is Knicks-Nets playoff series. I, the Knicks win one game. The Knicks fans will be will never let the Nets hear the end of it. Oh, especially if they win like one of the first two games. Knicks fans will be going nuts. Doesn't matter. They could be th- oh, down 3-0 at the Garden after three, three blowouts and win game four by two points and then lose again in game five. Nick fans would never let net fans hear the end of it. Yeah, but if the Nets uh, are uh, partying down, uh... yeah, th- I agree. A month and a half later, the Met- the Nets will have a parade somewhere in New Jersey. I don't care. It's not New York. Do they will they even do their parade in the city, or will they put you know have it in? Well, they're the Brooklyn Nets now. Yeah, come on. I heard uh, Evan Roberts mention uh, an interesting scenario. I want to hear that. I love Evan. I mean, I listen to Craig and Evan all the time. Boat parade. Definitely should do it. He probably got the idea from the Bucks. Yeah, he, he mentioned it right after the Buccaneers. Yeah. Up the East River with fans lined up on the uh, Manhattan and Brooklyn Bridge. I'm with it. That, that would definitely be fun. Now, if it was a Knicks parade, I would s- still be better. But yeah, you can't do the, the Canyon of Heroes parade for, for a Nets championship, can you? Well, they did it for a Knicks cha- a, a Mets championship. Yeah, but the Mets, like you said, are the pulse of the town, right? 
Yeah, uh, they're, they're, yeah, during Queens. That's very interesting. Yankees are in the Bronx. What would they do for a Brooklyn championship? I, that's what I'm asking. That's you see, why- Brooklyn is Brooklyn, and Brooklyn likes to be kind of independent of New York. I agree. Do you listen to Evan Roberts a lot? Yeah, when I get a chance. You're a big Craig Carton fan, or you rather him with Joe? Uh, I miss Joe. You miss Joe. But See, uh, Carton and Evan are finally starting to get uh, to mesh well together. I like Carton and Boomer better. Oh, I agree with you. That's, that was the greatest New York sports talk show ever, right? I mean, in a perfect world, Carton and Boomer would be back together, and Evan would be paired with Gio. I agree with you, but I think because it's gone so well, they don't want to break anything up now. Do you agree? Yeah, basically. Um, I don't know if you're up to it because you're not feeling well, but you've, it's been said about you that you have the voice of an angel. Do you want to sing us off a little bit? Uh, my leg, my leg, it really fucking hurts. My leg, my leg. Why don't it get better, my leg, my leg? It's oozing pus right now. Hopefully soon it will feel better, my leg. Tank, thank you so much. By the way, you did this late night hour. They call you Frankie Midnight, right? Like this is later than I generally record, but you're just getting started with your night, I imagine. Yeah, I'm going to get something to eat soon. What are you going to have? I'm going to make some hot dogs. <laughs> oh, let's do it, man. All right. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I do hope you feel better. Yeah, um, in fact, I'm going to finish off the, the last three Wassermans. Well, enjoy them as much as you can. Maybe throw a little extra mustard on. Oh, well, you know, I don't use mustard. Oh, not at all? Never? No. So what do you go? You go straight hot dog bun? Yeah. Yep. I thought that was only for like the tasting because you want to no, taste the hot dog. I don't, don't like mustard. Always. You I don't, don't like, like mustard. It. Relish, nothing? Nope. All right. That's awesome. You're a real hot dog fan. Yep. All right. Well, thanks so much, Frank. Thanks for doing this. Anything you got to plug over at Barstool? Nah, not at the moment. Not the moment. All right. Well, look out for Frank the Tank at Barstool. Thank you so much, Frank. All right. Talk to you later. All right.
still just a mile to roll. Take it in, take it with you when you go.